Hello, this is Yan, and you're listening to Living Alone Together. So,、um, how are you guys? I hope all of you have been well. And、um, so, welcome to my podcast. If this is your first time listening,、um, so I know it's not been a week yet. I just wanna. I there there there's just been so many things on my mind, and I need to get them out of my system. So that's why I'm recording it now.、Um, so there are two main things that I want to talk about today. But before that, I do want to mention that I created an email for all of our listeners. It's called Living Alone Together at Tutanota dot com. So. Living alone together without any、um, symbols, symbol in between.、Um, at tutanota, t u t a n o t a dot com.、Um, so I created this created this email because I、um, I don't know where to check the comments. I think、um, I I submit my I basically submit my episode to this.、Um, Centralized website called Fire Story or something, and it it distributes this podcast to like a million、uh, platforms. So I'm I don't really just check one platform. It has like a centralized back、uh, sort of the、um, centralized、um, site for where you can check all the information. So I was just thinking that if I want to have any. Interaction with you guys. Maybe I'll have this email, and the email address is for well, whatever comes into your mind after listening to my podcast, or if you want to ask me any question, or <laughs> I'm not sure if that's that's the case. But I mean, if you want to collaborate or anything, in any case, I have the email open for anyone、uh, who wants to communicate with me. So it's living alone together. Uh, at tutanota dot com, you can find the email address in the podcast description. All right. So today there are two things I want to talk about,、um, but I'm not sure if I'll have time for both. So so let's start with the main. Actually, yeah, let's start with the main thing, which is、um, I I'm not sure how to formulate this question yet, but it's basically. How are things designed, or、uh, more specifically, whom are the things designed for? I guess I hope this is the right English. Yeah. So basically, how are things designed, and、uh, what what is their target audience? For whom are they designed? I guess that's all right. Um. So I've been actually thinking about this question since the iPad episode. Since considering getting an iPad. And、um, what I have in mind is that it's really difficult to find a product that really suits all of your needs,、um, no matter what kind of product it, it is. So first, there is this iPad. Then、um, I'm this week. I've been thinking about bicycles,、uh, particularly how to how to carry things on your with your bike. Another thing I've been thinking about is a coffee maker. So let's go. Maybe let's talk about the iPad a little bit more because、um, I didn't get the iPad in the end. I mean, maybe eventually I'll get one, but I mean, for now I didn't get it because I just don't think it suits my needs. I think, I think what's going on is that、um, for a lot of people, they probably just want a magnified phone or a 
a diminished uh, laptop. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's the right adjective, but you know what I mean. And um, so, since it's a tech product, also I think companies tend to try to just bundle every every single function they can think of in the device for the more general use, right? And Uh, with the iPad, you can just download whatever application you want, and people sort of treat it as both a productivity device and uh, an entertainment device, maybe. And so um, the idea is probably that you just connect to the internet and just search for any function you like.、Um, the thing is, this. Is not good for me. Actually, the smartphone is not good for me either. I think I I I'm not for the idea that、um, whatever machine that's being invented should suit the most general public. I mean, business. Uh, Business-wise, I think obviously, if you are the boss, you probably want to have a as general product as possible. Sorry, that's strange English. A product that's as general as possible, where it can suit the most number of people's need, right? And so you're not trying to make it very specified or trying to、uh, target it for a particular niche. I think if it's too nichey, I think. Um, the worry is that you're not gonna have enough people using it by definition, and also so you cannot grow your business.、Um, I mean, if I were to start a company, that wouldn't be my train of thought. I think,、um, you know, there. When I before I was thinking about the iPad, I actually went on a bunch of forums and checked what people were asking about the iPad and.、Um, A lot of people were asking, should I get the iPad Air or should I get the iPad Pro? What kind of specifications、uh, I should be looking for? And I think people, this kind of question pops out not because people are so simple-minded and they just want to get sort of the best value out of the money. I mean, that is obviously an important consideration. But I think the bottom, at the bottom of this question, is the idea that. They aren't really sure what they will be doing with the device to start with, right? So they they kind of have the idea that yeah, it's something that we see、uh, some cool people use, and I wonder if I can get one. I think we do. I think that's a big reason for that. If you are having a question, right? Because if you have a very specific、um, function that you want to use, I think you wouldn't get an iPad, or rather. iPad is sort of like the only device that could、uh, have like seventy percent of the thing done correctly for that particular function. Let's say, for example, you are an artist and you want to do sketches、uh, on your、uh, drawing board or something like that. Well, obviously there are gonna there are more specific,、uh, more technical devices for for drawing boards,、um, and they're much more expensive than the iPad, where the whole thing. With only one function, which is for you to draw, is gonna cost the same as the iPad itself. So I think if people are really, really picky with their function, they wouldn't go for the iPad. So the people who are actually considering the iPad are probably those who are not highly specialized on something, or 
let me let me rephrase it. But the, the, these are the people who want a little bit of a lot of things, maybe, and they believe that iPad would be good enough for most of the things, which I believe to be true.、Um, it's just that it's just that I think、um, it's it's kind of I just don't think. I would have this kind of business strategy,、um, and that and that's also why I didn't get the iPad in the end because I think a lot of people are hesitant because of the price, I believe. But then you have to think about what the price is for. I think if you don't consider any marketing and just consider what exactly an iPad can do, I think you realize that the price actually is for covering just a million functions, and you can, you know, for example, they are trying to get a, a an improvement on the screen. They want to improve the camera. They want to improve the the CPU. They want to improve the weight. They want to improve the design. They want to improve. Um, I think iPad is essentially sorry. Apple is essentially a a games company or some sort of、um, apps company. So a lot of the money goes into the various functions of an iPad and really goes into the app companies and the app de- developers、uh, and the game developers. And so, in a way, that's why.、Um, That's why it's so popular because people can pick whatever function they want. But at the same time,、um, the、uh, Apple itself is not responsible for developing the apps. I think、um, at least a lot of them are not developed by them, right? So, what I'm trying to say is that、um, it's no longer an age where. It seems that we can just, you know, when we spend our money, we know it's it's going to provide us this value yeah, precisely. It's more today. It's more like, yeah, I spend this money, and um, and I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to be doing with this device, what I'm going to be doing with this thing. Um, at least a lot of products are becoming like that, especially tech products, I suppose. So, um. Let me give you an example. Another example. I was looking for,、um, I was looking for a、um, a camera where I could, I could, you know, the whole iPad search actually came about because I was looking for a camera. To be honest, so I was looking for a camera, but not a, a usual kind of digital camera or anything. It's more like I want a camera that can um, uh, take. The picture from from horizontally from a, horizontally、uh, vertically from above directly. So, for example, if I'm writing something on my desk, the camera should be able to just capture、um, what I'm writing on my desk. So, I think it's called a document camera. And、um, I was looking for this camera because I want to make some videos of what I'm writing.、Um, and you know. <laughs> And then the iPad idea came about because I was thinking, hey, hold on, if I could do screen re- recording from、uh, using an iPad, maybe I can do that. And then I will get a bunch of extra functions,、um, <laughs> and that I don't actually need. And so it feel and it's fancier, obviously, than a document camera.、Um, then in the end, I 
went against that dis- decision just because I realized that I still want to have like a typical paper and pen kind of feeling, and I think I don't like the effect of drawing or writing anything on the iPad. And um, yeah, it, it could mimic your writing, but it, it just doesn't feel very personal. So I want to make videos that may that feel a little bit more personal than iPad videos. In any case, I was just thinking that.、Um, I understand how tempting it is to get an iPad because it just can do. It seems like it can, it can do so much,、um, and I think this trend is sort of going towards not just. It's going towards a lot of aspects of life. So people are trying to、uh, this minimalism or decluttering trend is going over. Is is. Becoming very popular in the world, and I think iPad is popular precisely because if you can do any everything on your iPad, you don't need that many things, right?、Um, my friend told me she bought a an e ink notebook. So、um, we know we have the Kindle, we have the e book reader, and then she bought a device not exactly for reading, but really for writing to make notes. And I was asking her why? Why did you? Why do you not consider a tablet and iPad? She was like, "No, I want something that's not gonna damage my eyes so much. That makes my eyes feel more comfortable." So she went for an e-ink. Personally, I don't. <laughs> I think that's not a good decision because you know how latent it is. I mean, there's like a. It's it's not gonna be simultaneous when you write, and the effects aren't that good. And th- those、um, notebooks are tiny, so I I'm not sure how she's doing with her new machine. But、um, the thing is, this has become a trend, right? Like the the paperless idea, the decluttering idea has made these tablets and. Uh, questionable products, very, very, very popular.、Um, again, I'm not saying that it's it's not it's the wrong wrong thing to to buy an iPad or a Kindle. I mean, everyone to their own needs. But I personally, I think I'm not buying these things yet. I'm not buying into this industry yet, just because、um, I think a lot of times the price is not entirely for the function because it once it becomes. Digitalize、um, becomes a technical、uh, like a te- technology. I think companies tend to want to cram a little bit more functions into it, so that you feel like, yeah, I'm not buying this fancy product just for this ancient function of writing or just for this ancient function of reading, right? So, and I feel like I I just have the suspicion that they're giving us a lot more than what we really need. I think I'm a little bit off topic. So, going back to the question,、uh, what are these devices made for, or whom are they designed for? Again, the answer is, of course, the general public. But、um, I think that's very unfortunate for maybe some picky people like me.、Um, so, another thing I've been thinking about for like the question is actually for another thing, which is commuting using a bike. So. Uh, recently, you know, I've been commuting with a bike since last year, and、um, once you start, you realize how difficult, how the world is not de- designed for bike commuters, or rather, my country, Taiwan, isn't designed for bike commuters at all. And、um, for example, 
we don't have that many bike lanes so we don't like bikes bike bikers have to go either on on the road or on the pavement uh, with the with the people right with the pedestrians so we don't they have that many designated lanes for biking that's one thing but another thing is the bike itself so i was thinking that bike has become a really sort of divided product where you either have the very high-end uh, road bike or hiking bike where people would spend thousands of dollars on, um, on a bunch of things which I don't even know about, or you have the very cheap uh, ancient bikes where it's for students who just want to commute for commuters basically right and and i just feel like this kind of a design or this kind of divide is very interesting because um i think there are very very few in between products for bikes in my opinion at least i think at least it's not. I'm just not. Ta- I'm not just talking about the objective facts of whether there are there exist certain models of bike that are for people who um, do commuting, and but then they go on hiking sometimes as well. I mean, I'm not talking about the models. I'm just talking about the atmosphere or sort of the vibe of um, of our country, let's say, of or the or of the people around me, uh, for example. So, so. The, the vibe here is more like if they know you're commuting by bike, they're often shocked to hear that you are getting like a $300 bike just for commuting. Or they're get, they, they often assume that if you're just going to commute with your bike, you should get a secondhand like $30 bike or something. Um, so I'm not saying that this kind of noise uh, really deters me from getting like a better bike than a secondhand bike but it's kind of interesting how i think that kind of opinion is pretty prevalent it's not just for biking it's for a lot of the things in life in general i at least that's what i've observed so for bike i have to say that um, not just that the world or taiwan isn't designed for biking i think the equipments or um, the design of bike isn't really for biking either. Now, that sounds really <laughs> strange, doesn't it? What I mean by that is this, right? So, um, for like, if you are interested in biking, you know that they, they're selling a bunch of specially designed, um, let's say, bags or rather, yeah, just like, things to hold your things right so they have all these different uh special specially uh shaped um bags to be uh maybe fastened onto your bike somewhere and i'm not going to go into the detail the idea is just that um bikes are designed for riding but not for carrying things that much and uh, i think the reason for this is that um people who commute with a bike and they only and people who only commute with a bike and do nothing else with their bike they typically don't look for um they typically don't ask too much uh from their bike i think a lot of people just really just go just commute with their bike and they just need a basket and from their of the bike that's it and then 
biking is not like a big culture in their in their in their heart. So it's not like a they're not subscribed to that culture and they don't really look up a lot of details of a bike, things like that. And so. A uh, bike is just like a Toyota car for a lot of people, maybe for the commuters, right? And so, and so, um, and then on the other hand, if you are completely into, I don't know, racing or something, or not even racing, but just like you go on the mountains or on the road just for fun and do biking for as an enter- entertainment. I think these kind of people, if they if you care about speed, you wouldn't think about. Carrying so many things, or on the other hand, if you're trying to do like a trip, a long like a road trip or something with your bike, um, you're looking for completely different things. You're ch- you're thinking about carrying four or five bags or something on your bike. I-, I mean, like, and so I think there's like a wide divide between the commuters and the non-commuters, like the entertainers. Oh, sorry. That sounds that's not the that's not the right word. But I mean, there's like a huge gap between being a commuter um, versus being a sportsman. Let's say, right? Um, and so I think the products uh, for bikers really reflect this gap. Um, so, so the idea is just that. I was trying to look for a way to carry my things on my bike because I'm more of a commuter type of person, but I don't like the idea of a basket or having a backpack because I had a basket before. I like I I tried a front basket before. What happened was things would just fly off um, if the road is bumpy and it's not very convenient for me.、Um, I actually lost my card before because it, it just flew off the 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 basket. So the basket is not a great idea. But but then if you have a backpack, it's gonna make your back really really sweaty and all that. So it's not very comfortable having a backpack. So then I discovered that there is something called the pannier. So it's、um, from Latin and it used to mean. Bread basket. I look it up. <laughs> so the panniers are things that are put on the rear rack of your bike. So they hang on both sides of the rear rack, or they hang on one side. In any case, they have like a special attachment system to attach to the rack. And then some of the very well designed panniers, you can just take them off and use it as a regular. Uh, backpack or regular handbag or something.、Um, basically, it's like it's just like a bag with a fastening system that goes on your the rear end of your truck. Now the thing is, pannier is a really technical thing that's especially made for the bike, and you don't really get that many options.、Um, I think the design are really more road tracky. It's more like canvas. I don't know nylon or canvas. Um, I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. Like it has. A, it typically has a really outdoorsy feel, and it's not. It's not necessarily business-like the bag itself. So it's kind of a tricky thing because I know that people have been praising the panniers, like it's one of the best way to carry your things on your bike.、Um, but per, I like I've been looking at them and. Um, even the high-end panniers, they don't really have that many pockets、uh, in, like in the front, so you cannot easily take out your things. And I understand that the consideration is that because you don't want your things to fall off 
um, like they would in the basket, right? So they would design a, a well-made paneer would make it really um, difficult to open the thing or make 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 it very airtight or something. Plus, it's for waterproof uh, reasons. So. Um, so then for me, I, I was really tempted to get a pannier, but then I thought, well, if I use it like as a regular bag, when I take it off, first of all, they're not very pretty in my opinion. Second of all, um, they're kind of heavy because you do need to consider the extra metal or the extra plastic that makes it really lock on the track, sorry, on the rack. So... All in all, I'm just not sure about the panniers yet. Plus, they don't have that many pockets, and I want easy access to some of the things um, like what my wallet or my keys. So panniers are an interesting invention, and I really like the concept, but they're not the best thing yet. I feel like I have more options. So then another way, another common way to attach things to your bike is to use a bungee cord and so that's how I've been doing it in the past I just attach my uh, work bag to the back of my bike and then I use a bungee cord to to fasten it the thing the problem with that is that the bungee cord tends to leave some sort of um, uh, some sort of mark on your back right and so my really cheap bag just got like really damaged uh because i use it every day and also because the bungee cord <laughs> left like a huge mark and the plastic outside just like fell off or something so it's really it's made me really sad and plus the idea of using the bungee cord like you gotta it's gonna squeeze your things uh, a little bit so it's like there's pressure directly on whatever thing you got that's why a basket is in this way better because you don't need to touch like nothing's gonna touch your um touch your bag right and so i just i just feel like I, i'm still like i spent a whole day trying to look up a good way to attach anything onto your bike um so far i've been thinking about the um bungee cord net uh, or the cargo net so it's still made of like uh rope and stuff but then it's like the pressure is not um focused or centralized onto one uh one cord it's like spread out as a net but still i feel like this is really interesting it's not just this is really interesting because there are a bunch of there aren't that many opinions on this. I feel like people who actually just treat their bike as a commuting tool, they don't really have a lot of, they don't really think too much about how exactly they're going to carry the thing. Because if you're commuting, I'm a, we're assuming that you're probably not going to commute for a very long distance. Um, so if it's a short distance, people can probably tolerate the uh, backpack or uh, I don't know. It's just I just find it really interesting that there hasn't been too many like a perfect thing yet for commuting with a bike. And I think a lot of the energy, like most of the energies of, of your bike companies go um, goes towards the high-end user who wants to have like a very technical bag which has a very interesting shape for their tools and everything um, and even the panniers I feel like they're more for a 
high-end user because they don't have the, that many pockets, right? They just have like a huge bucket. Like there are a huge bucket where you can just th throw whatever inside. Um, I do like the idea. It's just that it doesn't hurt to add one or two pockets outside the bag or something. Anyway, there, I just think that um, I just wonder what these bike companies or the equipments are designed for. Like what, why... Who do they have in mind when they're designing this kind of thing? And um, yeah, I just hope that we can have like a product which is high end but tailored to the commuter, low end user, let's say, right? Um, so this culture is very interesting, and it's not just with biking, right? I think this gap is not just with the with bike. Another thing which I I think has uh is has the same culture is coffee making. So, <laughs> I have my coffee every day. Um, I have um. I was looking for a coffee maker, um, and you know that we can get like a really cheap Americano machine, maybe a ten dollar machine, um, and we all we've all seen this kind of machine, I, I believe. Um, but the problem is, it doesn't make really good coffee, and plus, it looks very cheap. It's like plasticky. That's the point. Is that fine? If you want to have a great cup of coffee, you either have to go like the full full on Philips or whatever brand it is, um, machine that costs a fortune, um, and where you can just make your own cafe kind of coffee, where it's like it's espresso, and then you can even have your foam and everything. You, we know what we're talking about, right? And then either you do that, or you have to be a master at the pour over, um, master of the pour over coffee, right? You have to, buy like a, what is it called, the uh, balance to weigh your beans and then you got to grind your own coffee and then you got to go, you know, you got to look up how, like, what kind of grinder you need and grinders, uh, by the way, could be very, very expensive if you want it to be good. Um, and then you got to be careful with how you actually pour over and then it's just like a lot of, it's like a big, chunk of knowledge that you have to acquire before you can make a good cup of coffee and i do know people personally that um actually do enjoy the pour over thing they like to like experiment every single time they make a cup of coffee and so so i think the pour over it's not that expensive but the sort of the mentality behind that is it's it's really a masterful thing like it's something that is it's really art, uh, it requires a lot of artistry, I would say, right? And then so the, I think that is sort of similar to the high-end kind of biking, where you have, like, you go into, like, full-on detail mode, where you kind of try to understand the technique, like, the coffee technique, like, all of the techniques. And um, because the price, the price isn't actually too high i mean it's not too expensive to get like a an okay grinder and then you got you get a um a boiling machine or whatever so like the price itself isn't too high and so i was lured into that direction i was thinking fine you know if i want to make my coffee i'll make it and i'm the kind of person who likes handwriting over ipad so why not try the pour over so then i actually got a balance i actually got a, a grinder and i have like everything set up and then 
after a while, I just stopped fooling myself. I thought, yeah, I know, like it's interesting to see how sour it becomes or how not sour it it becomes if you change one of the two, one or two things about some two, one or two variables. You're gonna make a huge difference in your coffee, blah blah blah. But honestly, I just don't. <laughs> I don't really give a fuck. I mean, um. I like the idea of having good coffee. Of course, who doesn't? But I just, to me, it's not that fun, and honestly, it's not worth my effort. Um, and and plus, I have to admit, it's a little bit frustrating to read other other people's uh, sort of um, ideas and and to read whatever they're sharing, and then to realize that damn it, I don't have that much sensitivity. I don't really know that coffee could be so different and i'm just like not a coffee taster like i'm not a expert um and so it it, it's kind of frustrating when you see that oh so many people so many people have invested so much time on this they become an expert and it doesn't seem too hard why can't i be an expert as well right um so like to me it's just very frustrating the with the pour over and um so so in the end, I decided, you know what? I don't want to spend so much time thinking about coffee. I want to get a coffee machine. And as I said, I I was I it was just very difficult to get the perfect machine because I'm not intending to spend like five hundred dollars on just a coffee machine, like an espresso maker, automatic, whatever. Um, but I don't want to have. It doesn't mean that. I just want to have like a ten dollar machine <laughs> that makes crabby coffee every morning. So I was looking for some some sort of in between product, just like the bike situation. Like I'm not trying to do hiking with my bike every single weekend or something. But just because I'm a commuter doesn't mean that I don't have needs for better design or better, you know, some sort of design for commuters, right? Um, and and with the coffee machine, it's the same. I just I. Just because I doesn't, I don't care that much doesn't mean I don't care at all. Um, so I was, I, I had a lot of difficulties finding like a perfect coffee machine. I was looking for something that, first of all, has to be completely automatic. I want to get, I don't want to grind my coffee anymore. And also, I'm not interested in espresso because they're just too expensive. But I'm, I just want to have like a good cup of americano or something like that i don't need milk i can add my own milk so i just want a an automatic machine that can grind my coffee but doesn't make like crappy americano right (laughs) so it's like extremely difficult to find this kind of machine um and i just want to press the button that's it and that's my morning and it's done i just that's what i've been looking for um and then it's it's super difficult to, to look for one honestly because um you only have two or three models to choose from. So anyway, so the whole thing, the whole episode, I know it's all a luxury. I mean, the spike and the coffee thing, these are all in luxury, but it's just that I just, I'm not, I don't know about cars, but it just feels like you either have to get a Lamborghini or, <laughs> or Toyota, right? Like it's like, uh, there are very few in between things. Um, So actually going back to the iPad thing, I feel like this is kind of, I don't know. This is kind of the opposite from the iPad trend because iPad is trying to like find a place for everyone, but uh, other things like coffee machine or your bike or your panniers are really for 
either highly technical or for the I just need to get by kind of people, right? So, I anyway, I've been thinking that how exactly are these things designed? And I think um, it would be great if um, I could, you know, if I'm gonna, if I have a lot of money and I have um, a big, um, yeah, if I have a lot of money, what I'm gonna do is to I'm gonna sell things exactly for people like me. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna sell things that are gonna help people prepare for their work to get up in the morning, um, to to help them get up in the morning with a sense of excitement and not just you know with a lousy commuter bike with a lousy coffee maker and all that. I think I'm gonna create a company which sells things like a, a perfectly mediocre coffee. Make coffee coffee maker or or perfectly mediocre or uh, design for um for the commuter who um want to bring a pretty bag to work but still doesn't want a basket blah 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 so anyway I want to sell I want to have a co- company that sells a bunch of in between things where it doesn't have to feel like you're diving into like a new territory of like coffee world or bike world but it doesn't feel like you're giving up on these aspects of of your life either so if I had the money I would develop this line of products where you know you don't technically you don't technically have the most high end but you also have like a good quality for standard things right I think that's the idea um let me take a sip of my coffee made my by my new coffee machine. By the way, eventually I did get um, a new coffee machine and it does exactly what I want. So it's about, it's actually about 250 US dollars. Um, so it's not that cheap and um, it's automatic, but it's not Americano or espresso. It's like mimicking your pour over coffee. It's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with the machine. Let me take a sip of my coffee and think about my next words. <laughs> All right. So, that's sort of my whining for the week. Um, um, I don't... Well, I can't believe I whined about coffee machine and bike for a total of 40 minutes almost. Um, let me think if there's... I just think because uh, once you once you have your own job, you're, you have your, some money to, to, to spend... Um, and it's just very difficult to find some and something that suits exactly your needs. I think, like even something as simple as a pillow, let's say, um, <laughs> you have to go trying try them out, and it's I think it's not actually useful because you have to sleep for a night to know exactly if it's good for you, and then you look it up online and you see that people can get by with a five dollar five dollar pillow. Um, why do you need like a $20 or $50 pillow exactly, right? And so it's just like, it's just very difficult to, to decide exactly what is for you. Um, sometimes it's a va- money for value con- kind of consideration, but often I, I just think it's that um, it's inevitable, right? Because if you're a business, obviously you need to design things for as many people as possible. And then if you think about, let's say, the bike community, who's going to pay the, mo- the most money? Obviously, the people who are going to spend that much money, tautology. But <laughs> same, with the, same with the coffee maker. Um, so all of the things that um, 
have been designed. I believe that mostly they are tailored for the the very well, the niche people who are willing to spend a lot, and that's why. People like me who just want mediocrely good things, mediocrely good—that's <laughs> a word—we don't really get to find our product.、Um, so that's sort of a little bit sad, but that's fine. So、um, I still found my coffee maker. <sighs> anyway, so we still have. It's been forty minutes, and I've just been whining, and that's not good. <laughs> I was gonna do two topics today because I thought the bike thing would um would go by very quickly, but um somehow I had a lot to say about it. So maybe next episode、uh, we can talk about. I want to talk about the idea of feeling at home, but I feel like this is a bit more too serious. Let's just give a preview to what I want to talk about. Basically, um I've been thinking about. Well, this sounds very serious, but I've been thinking about the definition of a home, or, or, like, okay, not a definition, but when do I personally feel personally feel like, ah, this is a place, not not a physical place, but like a mental place that I want to be. I've been thinking about, cause there are just so many things that go through your mind in a day, and then there are just a very few fleeting moments when I feel like. Ah,、uh, this feels not just nice, but it feels like I'm, I completely belong. I completely feel at home, and so, I've never done like any systematic thinking about this. You know, when can I revisit this feeling, and how can I do that? So I think next、uh, episode I would I'll try to sort of organize my thoughts on. What it means to be feeling at home a little bit, and for people like us who are living alone, like what does it mean to feel like you belong to somewhere, or、um, what counts really as your family and all that. But that sounds a little bit a tad too serious. So don't worry, I'm not that kind of person who's gonna lecture you about anything. It's just I'm just gonna share my thoughts on personally what I feel like it's my thing, where I feel like I'm very comfortable being there. And doing the thing, right? So, that's the idea for the next episode.、Um, so it's the end of the summer. The weather, I think there's a typhoon coming. I hope it's not gonna be too terrible.、Um, and I'm gonna still look for a good solution for my bike commuting. I want to find a good pannier. And honestly, I think. I don't know. I'm just so fascinated by the world of pioneers and like bike commuting. So I'm gonna keep doing that research, and I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week.、Um, see you in a few days, maybe. So thank you for downloading,、um, and、uh, email me if you want. Thanks. Bye bye.